for those of you listening, you're now tuning in to uh, myself. This is Jacob, and I'm with Watson. We're going to start our episode three, talking about our Super Bowl recap. Um, and then, the since it's a week after the Super Bowl, they started the XFL. We'll get into a little bit of our opinions on the XFL and what we're doing this offseason uh, for our high schoolers. Um, what's up, Watson? Ugh. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, fine. We're going right into the uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, we're leading off with what you had. Jake called me at like halftime of the game. And it's talking about how the game's boring and uh, it's, it's true. It's just it wasn't into it. And it wasn't really engaged. It was I, anticlimactic for me. I hurt think. my feelings because that's about as good as Niners get. I mean, really, uh, we were playing. I thought really good football, even though it was ten to ten. Besides the the blown call right. on the offense pass interference. Which would have made it a thirteen ten, maybe seven. And that's what, that's what kind of made me lose a little bit more interest in why I contacted you because I'm like, God, it's just kind of crap. And it, it, I kind of started losing a little bit of interest from the coin toss when the ref made the decision for the team when that uh, either it was like a punter or a kick or something and said we want to kick that way after the the Niners had deferred, right? Yeah, should have been the Niners. And it ball. Should have been the Niners ball, and they should have got it at the half. And I'm like, okay, like you're not supposed to do that. And he already put a stamp on the game there. And I don't want to make excuses or anything like that. And I wanted the Chiefs to win, but it, that was just a little. I mean, you've got to have an objective view when you're a ref, and you cannot make the call for the team. It's like, hey, throw a pass here. I wasn't right. even gonna bring that. I know. I, I saw that. I wasn't even gonna bring it up because it is so bush league. But, but that, it's a freaking rule. But that and was, you gotta play by the rules. That was that was the beginning of the end for me right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. You know. But that being said, that the Niners, I think, handled the game pretty well. They they took charge a little bit. I have a lot of notes on the game, but I'll stay out of all of my notes. But I do have that they you know they caught a little bit of heat and and we're rolling a little bit and then the collapse right. Yeah, well, before we get off the refs, I do have to say that the white hat is the same white hat who blew the, the call in the Saints game last year. So this guy is known for doing what he's doing. Um, in big games. Yeah, yeah. So Niners, Niners beat him for three quarters. Yep. Beat him for three quarters and gave it up in the fourth quarter. Uh, some bad offensive calls. Secondary completely collapsed. There's the biggest story that people don't talk about is the secondary collapse in the second half. Sherman gets beat deep. Uh, Manuel Mosley gets out of position in quarters. They what they haven't done all year long and give up the big play. We gave up two, and we, we can't two, and we can't game. take away the the spirit of the Chiefs either, right? They've done that all playoffs, yeah, right? Yeah, they've come from behind. They there's memes about it, like hey, we're gonna spot on this, and I know it's not them doing that to teams, but it's just kind of comical that they finish the same way they started the playoffs, which is just going down and making Chiefs fans have heart attacks. Come and back, all, kids! Yeah, they come came back, back and they they fought to the end, and I think that's I guess that it. That's what we want to see in football. Well, and if um, I don't, I, but the watching, right way, but the right way. Watching Niners games all year long, and it's not just what the Chiefs do; it's what the Niners do. The Niners didn't. The competitive games that they played were very, very close. We never put anybody away that we didn't put away by about halftime. Right. We either put them away and we beat them by like twenty, or if it came to the fourth quarter, I thought we were going to give it up. It always came down to this last play. Right. And this might be a Shanahan knock. I mean, at this point it is, is he's not able to finish games. I don't know if he's changing his play call. I don't know he if he probably just gets away from it, man. He's still young too. So but it's he's like, smart enough to know he's true. getting away from it. Like what what the, here's the stat that, that blew me and Jake away. We had to look it up today. Um we knew we should have ran the ball more. Obviously Niners should have ran the ball more. We the 49ers should have ran the ball more. I know I caught <laughs> I was myself. gonna call you out. Should have ran the ball more. Um in the fourth quarter, especially, I mean, they had the big one is where it was first down. They get a five yard carry, and then they pass the ball twice. Turnover, rundowns. The yes. Niners. Here's the stat. The Frustrating. Niners, 
the Niners rushed frustrating 6.4 yards per carry. Per carry, they were averaging 6-4. That, that just tells it's, me they didn't run the ball enough. And I have multiple notes right here saying that this guy's catching a little bit of steam, right? Moster and then... Uh, Coleman. And then Coleman, right, had his had his little chips in there. And I thought, okay, they, they got something going here. And then all of a sudden... And why not use one of those end rounds? They used four in the first quarter. We talked about it on the podcast. Did. Those end rounds were going to be a big part of the game. Where was that in the fourth? Where were the creative runs? It would have at least kept them honest. Yeah, you know they're going to commit to the box. They know the Niners are going to run. We know we're going to run. Fine, break it with an end round or reverse. Maybe reverse pass. Now's your time to do that. That was the time, and it wasn't there. The creativity was gone. It's frustrating. It is. Now, and with the way that the game went, I was, I talked to you about this too previous, is I started rooting for the Niners and I wanted them to kind of pull it out, you know, because of the way that the game went. Uh, not necessarily like the Chiefs doing the wrong, but with the referees and the, and the stuff that they did or they missed or, you know, there's a delay a game that should have been called that kind of ruined it for the Niners at the end with like hands a minute. To the yeah, face. yeah, hands to the face. There's just a lot of things to where, the Niners to me became the underdog and I wanted them and I wanted them to pull it out and they went up against a really really good offense but there's no reason why they shouldn't have scorched they were in position yeah they were in position to win the game yeah clearly um and now on the rest they have the picture to prove it the the only yeah oh gosh don't even get me started the only thing I'm going to say about it is when was the last time you watched a football game versus the best defensive line in the league and not a single offensive holding call on the offensive line yeah, not pretty, one pretty I mean crazy. maybe one give me one in the fourth quarter or the first quarter that's meaningless give me one right but that is just that's a bit much bit much to swallow and you can go watch the clips on the third and fifteen on the forty five yard pass Tyreek Hill on Nick Bosa's getting mugged. Um, that's football. The truth is, I'd like them not to call these penalties all the time. They're all year, to, all year, and then we and then we'll have nothing to gripe about because they're just playing football in yeah. the trenches. Yeah, it would, it it, be. that's a better game that way. The problem is, and Jake and I were talking about this. Subjective. We coach, we coach differently because we know what a holding call is. Right. We coach our offensive linemen or our defensive linemen to play a specific way, or even our secondary to play a specific specific way because certain things are penalties. Right. And when you change that, it changes the way we should have been. The coaching. dynamic, yeah, man. Yeah, and then yeah. it takes you know takes it out of our hands and. It's it's a little bit frustrating. Yeah. So as the season end, right, it's kind of an anticlimactic thing for me. Um, oh, actually, you know what? The MVP. I don't agree with the MVP call, and I have Damian Williams By winning it. And it, I wrote it large, and I underlined it three times before the game was even over. There was so much. I think I text you about it, too. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hands we down. Can't. If they win, it's it's him. It's like, oh, yeah, we did talk. And uh, all of a sudden it goes to Mahomes. I said, if, if it goes to Mahomes, actually, you said that. I said, no it, way. No you way. said it's freaking theft, robbery, freaking, yeah. I, I can't believe that. There's a 15-minute video on YouTube right now about how the NFL has manipulated the entire season for Mahomes and for the, uh, I won't even get into it, for the, these other quarterbacks. They want him. They want him to well, be yeah, the guys. Of course. And, and the truth is, I'm, I'm a Mahomes fan. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback. I think he's the MVP of the league. He Just not been. that game. Yeah. Yeah, well, we think. played him pretty well. We, not the, not that game. Clearly, Damian Williams outplayed him. Mahomes turned the ball over four times. Luckily, he recovered one of the fumbles. Yes. But that he, anyone who watched Mahomes knows he did not have his best game. Not even close. But they like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a popularity contest. And Kermit won it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it says a lot about the NFL. Won the MVP. It says a lot about the NFL. The NFL is a show. It's entertainment. It's well, and, they, and, and, they well and, then, and then Brady's getting old, too, so they need someone to take that face of the NFL over. And who are they going to talk about for 20 years? A young Holmes, quarterback, Deshaun right? Watson, right, Lamar, all these yeah, guys. Yeah, so yeah. I think that, yeah, we had to, we had to discuss that. Cause it that was, was bad. That was eating, eating away at me. So all around, um, 
people probably had fun watching it. I just lost interest just because, I mean, from the coin toss on, I was like, ah, this is kind of, it's kind of weird. But then, you know, a week goes by, we get to let the dust settle on that. And then the XFL starts up and I haven't got to watch much of the XFL, but from what people are saying, they enjoyed it. Yeah, I, what I've seen, we've put on a game this morning, and what I'm seeing too is it's looking like the NFL, and that was the biggest thing that like I wanted to see. Like real football. I wanted to see, I wanted to see good football. It's not a, uh, it's not a spectacle just to tune in and do. I mean, the last time the XFL was fun, but it was not football. Let's no, be no, 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 no. I mean, the gimmick. whole he hate me, all this stuff, yeah. and, and I love he hate me. That was a lot of fun to, to watch, and I was young and I was excited about it. But looking back, I don't think it was the thing to do. Um, but now it seems like they're actually really trying to make this league uh i don't know if a competitor for the nfl but at least draw in more fan base and have stuff on sundays and and get people involved in football year round well and they got a good strategy you told me this just recently i didn't know this that they're paying their coaches significantly more than their players right now i read five hundred thousand. i don't know the uh if that's accurate but i read five hundred thousand for coaches and for players 50, somewhere around 55, the mid-50s. And then there's incentives for wins and active roster bonuses, but the base. And the key here... That's the, a huge discrepancy. Right? I, it's it's and But why, I mean, for why? why? Yeah, why? exactly. Why? And what it is, is if you get a good coach, they're going to go to put a good product on the field. It doesn't matter the players. I mean, you're going to get athletes. You're right. going to get great athletes. But you got to get the coaches in there to put the product on the field. People want to see. If it's crap football, no one's going to watch it. And then if they truly want to use this as um, kind of a segue for people to get a second chance in the NFL, who better be awesome. to give their analysis of a player than a coach who has some clout and has been mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. you know, great players that have they've had gotten drafted out of college and, and they've groomed these players to be successful. So they'll come and they'll really trust their opinion, right? Like if it was me or you coaching that team, they wouldn't come to us and go, hey. Is this guy what? ready for the Yeah, league? no, yeah. because, I mean, we would know, but we wouldn't know like they know. You know? We don't have the reputation yeah. behind our name. And, and the only reason why we would know is because they're blatantly obvious that they should be in the league, yeah. right? And they, they'll trust these when they go to their third-string slot receiver on this this Tampa Bay Venom team or whatever it is, and they'll go, hey, can this guy play? And maybe he didn't fit in the system that their coach is running, but yeah, he can play in the NFL. And they'll take that word from these good coaches. From Bob Stoops as, rather as than opposed to Watson, yeah, yeah, or the D3 coach nominee. Of, not saying those are bad coaches, but they're not Bob Stoops. They need the name. They need the name and the yeah. reputation to get them there for a team to take a risk on a player who wasn't drafted. Well, and the players are going to gravitate towards coaches that have some, you know. If you get better coaches, you'll get better yeah, players. Yeah, because, because they know it's real. Yeah, because they'll they want to play for good coaches. That's how recruiting works in colleges. And, and I don't think that the players uh, care much about the salary anyway because they want this to be a pit stop to the yes. NFL. So yes. they're still chasing the dream. This is the, and that's But those coaches really care because they're old. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, old, yeah, man. Yeah, they're trying true. to make money and be done. They're trying to make their way to the league too, though. They're this trying is true. to make their way. It's true. Or get another D one coaching job, or you know, sign that six year, eight million dollar contract. Yeah, and, yeah. And, they just and, need one of those, and they can get it out of here. And Stoops, I think, already has a couple of those. Though. That's true. That's true. Um, as far as the game goes, I mean, it looks legit. Uh, the differences that I've seen on the internet have just been uh, the special teams. How you know, on the punt, you can't leave until the ball's kicked. Um, on the kickoff team they line up five yards apart that's interesting and then the ball is kicked and then they're not allowed to run until the returner catches it and then they go so i mean it's cutting down on collisions let's talk about that i feel like the background i have in special teams and that i had my opportunities at a high level as a special teams player i love it because it makes the special teams game relevant again 
it's just I, I, I like the idea of it. I think it's in the right direction. As a defensive coach, I think it is way too offensive. I think that's Absolutely. Just, that is just setting up for a- special Absolutely. touchdowns. But then it, if you're a defensive coach, you're always trying to find a new way to be on the edge, a new way to stop someone that's on the offense. It gives you – instead of going, we're going to line up with four guys here, five guys here, one guy deep, and we're going to do this, it actually takes a little bit of scheme and crossing guys. I, I mean, I don't know how special they're going to do it. Special team scheme. Yeah, yeah team it's scheme. great. And it's still Ugh. it's still a defensive – you know, I mean, you're mind, how are you going to stop it? Pursuit. It's pretty, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I like that. I like it. I understand that it's a little bit different, but if we don't do something to change the game, they're going to do away with kickoffs Again, altogether. Yeah. I think it's the right direction. I think it is. I think there's, there's kinks that's got to get worked to make it. So it's not so one sided, but it's the right direction. And I, I, like I want to see, I want to see a four, one, seven guy run a four, one, seven. So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to see him fly in the first Showcase. 20 yards. Yeah. Showcase. I mean, it's just, it's exciting. I think it brings like an electric, you know, like they had to do with extra points. They backed it up to the 25 yeah. and it's yeah. just like, okay, well it's still automatic. Like I want to see mm-hmm. something, you know, well, they miss them. They actually miss it's them. Like, it dropped like 5%. That's a, that matters. Yeah, that's huge. Now that's what I want to know is when they change this for special teams on kickoffs, are the touchdowns going to go up like 20%? If it's going to go up 5, 10%, okay. That's then, one thing. Then you can modify. Yeah, exactly. Then exactly, you can modify. Exactly. We got to see the repercussions but of it. We're in a points era. They want to see I points. Know. And you're a defensive minded guy. It. I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate that we're in a, we're in a points era and people want to see scoring. Yeah. And that's what yeah. people tune into because yeah. they don't understand the nuances of the game. Like we can find beauty in, a 14-7 game defensive battle or the the previous Super Bowl where it was all defensive and there was you know one score or whatever it was and that wins the game because the defense was so spectacular but people don't want to tune into that fair enough fair enough we'll see we'll see how the league does I'm rooting for it they need minors in the NFL that's true I don't know if we're gonna have enough time to cover what we want to cover well, we were talking about off-season football off-season our, our buy-in and our culture and what we're trying to create we're still waiting on the job at Red Bluff High School, hopefully we'll get some interview time, and they're going to be calling out soon. Um, but we have been working with our players. If we get a shot, I'll tell you what, just watching these kids, seeing them work out, the potential's there. The potential's there. There are some kids getting strong. I mean, this sophomore class. It's I crazy. didn't realize it's, the sophomore class. It's there. crazy. Yeah. No, and we had a couple of varsity players from that sophomore class, and yeah. you kind of forget. I don't forget about them, but to see how these other guys are evolving and they're catching up, and it's like we're going to be strong from top to bottom. And if we uh, get the whole program doing that, yeah. it'll be unstoppable. Freshmen come out. That's it. Yeah. Freshmen show up. You guys let me down. Man. Parents get your kids there. Please. I know it's early in the morning, but they got to get there. Eight and one, one season doesn't mean anything. If you don't follow it up buy in, right? That's it. I think that's good. Yeah, For those of you listening, we're out. <laughs>